Welcome to Life Church. I am so excited that we're able to connect today and uh, just spend some time together. So whether you're joining us at one of our campuses in Appleton, in Brookfield, at Germantown, Milwaukee, or joining us online, or you're catching this sermon at some point in time after the weekend, we are so glad that you are a part of this weekend service. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We are in the third week of a three-week series called Anxious for Nothing. And we're walking through some instructions that Paul gave to the church in Philippi about how to, how to have peace how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with the worry that may be going on around us, but internally be able to center ourselves in such a way that we become kind of the immovable and steadfast in a way that brings peace and kind of drives away the anxiety and the worry and the fear that we can so deal with in this day and time. Today, in this last week of this series, and again, I hope that you've enjoyed this series, I want to call, uh, title of today's message is Mindful Meditations. Mindful Meditations. We're going to talk about what happens in our mind because the worry of war or the war of worry, should I say it that way, is won or lost in your mind. The war of worry is won and lost in your mind. And the enemy wants to take you down. And most likely it begins with thoughts, it begins with ideas, it begins with doubts and it turns into fears and then into anxiety and then to full-blown panic and then it, it kind of explodes into your life. And God wants to help you and Paul gives us some instructions on how to do this. Now before I jump right into Philippians chapter 4, I want to kind of go a little scientific for just a moment. Now again, I'm not a scientist. I don't have a degree in science, but Psychologists and scientists have come up with, uh, with a, um, an understanding about how our brain works that kind of goes into this mindful meditation, this war of worry that begins in our minds. It's called neuroassociative conditioning. Neuroassociative conditioning. Basically, the essence is, is that what drives our behavior is what we associate with in our gut. Kind of that internal instinct. Uh, soulful. This is so. If it's if it's pain, we want to avoid it. If it's something that that our 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 um, our gut kind of associates that this is this is a negative experience, it's a painful experience, and we do everything we can to avoid it. What's pleasurable, we tend to be attracted to. We we tend to want to do those things. So in life, we then kind of create, even subconsciously, create strategies to avoid the pain and find pleasure. That's the reason why we try to avoid the gym and we always find a great restaurant. Amen? Because what we find ourselves in is that we, any kind of pain to change and pain to deal with that or, 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 or even dealing with sometimes just, this is the reason why sometimes people will sometimes not even want to go to church because they know they're going to have to become self-reflective at some point in time or the Holy Spirit's going to kind of shine a spotlight in their heart. And, and this is the reason why you don't need to, you don't need to be told hey, you're a sinner uh, or here's your sin or here's your problem or here's your weakness. You don't need any pastor or preacher to, to point that out because quite frankly, you know that. It's pain that, quite frankly, you're trying to eradicate or get rid of. Instead, you try to find pleasure. And so what are ways that I can numb or avoid the pain and I can be attracted to the pleasure that can kind of take me away from the pain? And so subconsciously, our, 
our mind, this neuroassociative conditioning, we began to condition ourselves subconsciously to begin to create systems that do that. Uh, we, our brain creates patterns uh, along those lines to avoid pain and to find pleasure. And then therefore, what you need is a system to break that pattern. I'm saying all this about neuroassociative conditioning because that's exactly what Paul does. He gives us a system to break the pattern where we have tried to avoid pain and, and try to, to live in the land of pleasure. Because the truth of the matter is, is that the avoidance of pain and, and the consumption of pleasure is not always a productive life. <laughs> you, you, you do anything too much or you do some things that you should not be doing that may be pleasurable. The Bible says even sin is pleasurable in a moment for a season, but then there's pain. And the enemy of our soul tries to say, hey, if you'll just do this, if you'll just do this, if you'll just do this, then it'll create pleasure in your life. And the truth of the matter is, is no, it really creates pain. And our mind can almost play tricks on us. I'm going to come back to this neuroassociative uh, conditioning that we, that we do. That's just how we're wired. But because of that, Paul writes these words found in these two verses in Philippians 4, verse 8 and verse 9. He says this, Finally, brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praiseworthy, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. First thing I want to say is this, you select your thoughts. If you're taking notes, write that down. You select your thoughts. You might not be able to control the thoughts that come to you, but you do get to control the, the thoughts that stay with you. Let me say that again. You might not be able to control the thoughts that come to you, but you do control the thoughts that stay with you. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Neuroassociative conditioning, the brain creating patterns to avoid pain and to find pleasure. We need to find a system that kind of breaks that. Because what happens in our lives is, is we've gone down pathways where, where in order to avoid pain, in order to avoid the truth sometimes, in order to confront our own sin, we, we find ways to dodge around it. And we create things that are pleasurable, but they're not healthy. Things that are pleasurable, but they're sinful. And the truth of the matter is, is that's not really what we want. What we want is a healthy, productive life. What we want is a God-honoring life, but we do these other things. And so I ask you the question, the number one question that you would be asked when you, it comes to dealing with this subject of your thoughts with neuroassociative conditioning. What do you want? What do you want? What kind of life do you want? What kind of career do you want? What kind of walk with Jesus do you want? What kind of marriage do you want? Who do you want to marry? What do you want? See, instead of trying to figure out life between pain and pleasure, let's just, because our brain naturally works that way, and there's a reason, but, in your, but, but the truth of the matter is, is I cannot control the thoughts that, that come to me, but I can control the thoughts that stay. What is it that I want? 
What is it that I want in my life? What is it that I want in my marriage? What is it that I want in my walk with God? What is it that I want at church? What, what is it that I want? I just want you to hang on to that for a minute as I go to point number two. Satan attacks your thoughts. He's the one that attacks your thoughts. He uses your mind as a battleground. He uses your thought life as a battleground. You ever wondered sometimes, where does that thought come from? And why am I thinking that? And how did my mind get off on that? Or, 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 or what's going on? I can't seem to concentrate. I can't seem to focus. I can't seem to get into God's word. I can't seem to focus on things that are good. It just feels like there's just a fog. I just, where, where did that thought come from? It's the enemy of your soul. John 10.10 says that the thief, speaking of Satan, does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. See, negative thoughts lead to godless thoughts, which lead to amplified thoughts. Negative thoughts about you, about others, about your condition, about worry, anxiety. It leads to godless thoughts, sinful thoughts, thoughts that... (laughs) Either God's so far away that there's no way he can connect or, or quite frankly, that just impure, wrong, sinful thoughts. And then they become amplified because you begin to dwell, you begin to think, you begin to, that's what your mind puts on. And the enemy begins to use that as a, as a battleground to go, see, see, you're thinking these, 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 these bad thoughts. You're thinking these sinful thoughts. You're, 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 you're thinking these negative emotions. You're, you're doing all of this. And then therefore you're, you're not really worthy and you're not really. And so you just need to, and it creates a pain and you want to get away from the pain. So you go to whatever you can find pleasure in. First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and be of sober mind for your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking, looking for someone to devour. Be alert. Be of sober mind. Check your thoughts. Know that your mind is a place that the enemy loves to attack. He loves to steal, kill, and destroy, to steal your peace, to, to, to take down your life. To, if he can get you to think it here, if he can get you to think it here, it'll take up residency in your heart and then it'll begin to live out in your life. Going back to the scientific neuroassociative conditioning, and I go back to that because that's just got how God hardwired us. Science discovers it, but God created it. And I ask you a question, what do you want? When you ask people what do they want, most people respond with what they don't want. What do you want? Well, I don't want to be fat, or I don't want to be skinny, or I don't want to be old looking. I don't want to be, I, 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 I don't want to, and, and I, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. I, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to, to have explosive anger. I, I, I don't want to worry. I don't want to be fearful. I, 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 I don't want to be, and the problem is, is it's not what do you not want, it's what do you want. Because whatever you focus on, you move towards. Remember that. Whatever you focus on, you move towards. It's the reason why the Bible says to set our eyes upon Jesus, to look upon him, to keep your eyes upon him, to, to not look back. Because whatever you look upon, you, whatever you focus, that's what you move towards. If, if I told you, don't think about the color red, all of a sudden, 
Uh, all you see is red. All you think is red. All you think is red, red, red. If I say don't think about the color yellow, it's, it's yellow, 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 yellow. Don't think about orange, orange. It's whatever I tell you not to do. It seems like it, that's what you do because you move towards what you focus on. And this is exactly how Satan works. This is what First Peter's talking about. This is what John 10, 10 is talking about. Is that, that, that <laughs> you want a fresh start. And so you, you come to Christ and you give your life, or, or let's say you're a Christ follower and you're struggling with something. Maybe it's a sin, maybe it's not. And I know this is very broad because I wanna kinda keep it broad today because the battlefield in our minds, the, the various battles that we face are all different, but we all face them. All of our minds are a battlefield, but what we're battling may be different, but the tactics and the response, it's all relatively the same. So you're moving along, you're doing good, and then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, negative thoughts. Right there in your mind. The problem is, is you don't think, you, but you, you began to start thinking about your, the pain of your past, the pain of your inadequacy. You, you go back to what you were before, the, the former, and then you find yourself going back to even the former pleasures, the things that you did, the very things you were trying to avoid. See, the enemy begins to just come in from nowhere and he attacks your thoughts. Third point I wanna to make today. How do you combat this? You welcome God thoughts. You welcome God's thoughts. Go back to what he says in verse number eight. He says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are virtuous and praiseworthy, think on these things. Remember, whatever you focus on, you move towards. So if you focus on you're not enough. If you focus on, hey, <laughs> you're a loser. You, you, you focus on what the enemy tries to throw up in your face. You'll, you'll never be able to live for God. You'll never be able to walk this out. You, never, you, you, you begin to have those thoughts and you ruminate over your weaknesses. You ruminate over your losses. It's kind of like, you know, it's like doing a diet. And all of a sudden you step on the scales and you go, oh my goodness, I can't believe. And so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna fast and all I'm gonna do is just drink water. I'm just gonna drink water. And you do that for a few hours. And, and man, your, your stomach's growling and, and it's gurgling, it's making all these noises. And, and, then, and then after a few hours you go, well, uh, water's not quite doing it. You know what, I'll just do liquids, but I'm not gonna do solid foods, I'm just gonna do liquids. And so I'm just gonna have some juice and maybe I'm just gonna have this and then I'm, maybe I just need a little bit of milk. And, and so all of a sudden after that for a while, you're like, well, you know, man, uh, Fruit, fruit, fruit is mostly water and, and lettuce is mostly water. So I'll just do things that are, that, that are healthy. That's all good. So I'm just going to do and I'm going to have some fruit. And I'm going to have some, I'm going to have a salad. And you know what? It, it's always good to have a little protein. So I'm just going to put a little protein on there. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes in with a pizza and I'll just have one slice. And before you know it, man, you have polished off an entire large pepperoni pizza. You, you've drank a, a two liter of, of Coke and, and you're getting to, go, to devour a whole thing of powdered donuts. Donuts. But you started off, <laughs> you started off over here just, I, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not going to have this, this, and this. 
But because your focus is on what you're not going to have, you begin to move towards those things as those things get introduced. And the enemy of your soul knows that's how you're hardwired. He understands that's how your brain thinks. And so he introduces the thought here, and then it kind of takes up residency in here, and then it comes out as an expression in your life. Instead of focusing on what you don't need to do, instead of focusing on what you're not, why don't you focus on what he has called you to do and what he's called you to be and who you are in him? That's what Paul's saying. Hey, let's don't look at what's false. Let's look at what's true. Let's don't look at what's bad. Let's look at what's noble. Let's don't look at what's kind of sketchy. Let's look at what's just. Let's don't look at what is, what's, what's, what's impure. Let's look at what's pure. Let's don't look at what's ugly. Let's look at what's lovely. Let's don't look at what's bad. Let's look at what's good. Let's don't look at what's, 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 what's sinful and kind of nasty. Let's look at what's virtuous and praiseworthy. What do you want? You want peace? then don't focus on the fear and the anxiety and the turmoil. Again, I know this is much easier preached than lived. But focus on who he is and the peace that he brings. It passes understanding. We talked about that last week, weekend. You want joy? Don't focus on how bad things are in your world. Don't try to even trick your mind because you can't just grit your way through it, but you begin to focus on who he is. We talked about that in the first week, that, that joy is not, ba- it's not like happiness. It's based on happiness. Joy, uh, joy is, is, is a fruit of the Spirit of God. It's something that who he is, and in finding him and pursuing him, you find joy. You, you want to... You want to overcome whatever sinful issue that may be causing you worry or anxiety, fear or trepidation, frustration. Don't focus on, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. Focus on what you can do, what you do have, what he has called you to. See, repetition becomes the key. The reason why Paul doesn't just say, hey, just Focus on what's good. No, no, he says what's true, what's noble, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, what's good report, virtuous, praise. There's several, there's eight different things right there that he just says, it's it's a repetition. He's going over the top to say, hey, it's it's repetition becomes the key. Repetition is is the mother of skill. Because here's the truth of the matter. If I get up today and I do it right today and I just focus on today because yesterday's gone, tomorrow has not come. The Bible says today has enough problems of its own. If I just focus on today and I get up tomorrow and focus on the next day, then one day turns into two and two into three and three into four and four into five and five into six and six into seven. And now I've got a week and then a week turns into two and then to three, then to four. Now I've got a month and a month into one, then to two and then to three. And before I know it, I've got a year. And then the year goes from one to two to three to all of a sudden I'm now living my life this way because I'm focusing on what I'm for. I'm focusing what I'm moving towards. I'm focusing on what's true and what's noble and what's just and what's pure and what's lovely and what's of good report and what's virtuous and praiseworthy. I'm focusing on who he's called me to be, not what I was, on where I'm going, not where I've been, on, 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 on what I see. I, I'm, I'm connecting to that and I'm allowing that to repetitiously in a good way come over and over and over because my actions 
that lead to what I want repeatedly will perform and will, uh, uh, will cause lasting change. It's, it's those things that I do in my life. It's, it's those repetitions. It's those disciplines. It's those things that I'm focusing on that all of a sudden creates this lasting change. Some practical things about how to do this out of verse 8. You know, when, again, when the negative comes in, when the enemy comes in, when the fear comes in, when the work, begin to count your blessings. I talked about this a little bit last weekend, that prayer is bookended with praise. Have you ever done that? Like in a day, just say, I'm going to do a top 10. Here are the things that I'm thankful for. And just begin to be, to, 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 just begin to count your blessings. What is going right? What is going well? This is one of the things I love about mission trips. And I know we haven't been able to go in a while, but it drops us from a first world country most of the time to developing nations. And you become thankful for very, very small things like running water or a hot shower or clean water to drink or even just to be able to be clean enough to brush your teeth with indoor plumbing and all that. A bed, a house, heat, air conditioning, transportation, Another way to move towards is to memorize scripture. What is it that you've got in front of you? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is it that you're, don't forget about the fear, forget about the worry. Just take that out just for a minute and focus on memorizing God's word. Because we, we hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. And simple is enough to just write down on a three by five card, and like a flashcard and put it in your pocket. Or put it on your phone, like it could be your, it could be your, uh, your, your screen saver. Every time you open it, boom, there it is. Pray. Every time the enemy tries to come in and begin that battle of what you're not and, 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 and began to try to scream those thoughts into your head, just go, God, I just want to come before you and I just want to give you this. The enemy's trying to do this, but your word says that when I submit myself unto you, you'll raise up a standard against him. So I just submit myself to you, and I just pray, help me in this moment. Give me strength to overcome this. This is what you've called me to, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, whatever's praiseworthy, whatever virtuous, a good report. Here, here's what it is. Begin to move towards those things in your prayer time. This is where songs that are worship songs or, or, or Christian songs that are powerfully, they just kind of get in your spirit. They just kind of get in your, in your mind. They, they get in your gut. They begin to produce pleasure. All these things do. As you begin to go through the discipline of, of, of spending time counting your blessings and, and you go through the discipline of spending time memorizing God's word and you go through the discipline of prayer and you go through the discipline of, of singing worship songs and kind of letting that get ingrained in your heart, all of a sudden it begins the thing that produces pleasure. And again, you begin to naturally draw towards that. I'm gonna overcome. Victory is mine through you, Jesus. I mean, whatever it is, it's that it's just one of the reasons why we sing songs like this. Because again, it reminds us of who He is and what He's done, and great is His faithfulness. Things like serving other people. Again, I'm moving towards what I, I, I am, not where I have come from. So today, I want to land the plane today and in this series on going back to verse nine. Look at it with me if you would. These things which you have learned, so all the things we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, and received, 
That's up to you. So I've taught them, Paul says. Have you learned them? Have you received them? You haven't just, not just head knowledge, but receiving them as heart knowledge. And you've heard and saw me. So I'm not just telling you to do this stuff. This is what you've seen me model in front of you. These things, these do. The God of peace will be with you. If you will fix your thoughts on God, if you have turned your eyes upon Jesus, then the God of peace, you will experience in a way that will surpass your own understanding. And the anxiety and the fear and the worry will be cast aside. Does that mean that I'm never going to deal with fear and worry? No, it just means that every time fear and worry comes in, you know exactly what to do. You, that's the pain that you want to avoid now. So what do you do? You move towards what he's called you to, whatever's true, whatever's virtuous, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's praiseworthy, whatever's a good report. Think on these things. This is what the word says. This is what, his, this is what, what these blessings say. This is, what, this is who I am in Christ Jesus. This is what I'm becoming in him. I'm not what I was. I, 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 this is where I'm going. And so I'm moving in that direction and I'm moving in that direction and I'm moving in that direction and I'm casting my cares upon him. And what happens is all of a sudden I look up and that peace of God that floods my heart and it's there every single time. Man, Aaron, I may have to do that for a while. Yeah, you may have to. You may have to do that for a day or two or three or a week or two or three or a month or for a season of life. But every time you do, he's right there. Jesus is right there. He's as close as a very mention of his name. So again, God created you and I to become what we move towards. He created you and I with that neuro-associative neuro conditioning to be, able to, to be able to look towards pleasure and be able to avoid pain. But the deal is, is we've got to input correctly what true pleasure is that's lasting, what true pain is that's temporal, and fix our eyes upon him and move in that direction. And that starts with a decision that we make in our mind that takes up residency in our heart and that lives life out its life in us. So I wanna pray for you today. Wherever you may be, whatever campus, online, you're on a treadmill, you're driving down the road, I wanna pray that God's gonna help you live this out today. Would you pray with me? Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for its simplicity. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to set our eyes and move towards, Lord, that which you've called us to, to define what it is that we want, what we want to be in you, who we want to be in you, what we want to accomplish in you, and not let the enemy who would try to wage war of worry and anxiety and fear in our minds, but Lord, help us to think on those things that are true and that are noble and that are just and that are pure and that are lovely and that are of good report, that are virtuous and praiseworthy, to move in that direction. Because when we set our minds on those things, that's the direction we're going to move, into, move towards. And that's what we want. Help us today. Help us today to overcome, not in ourselves, not by our own willpower, 
but by an active discipline of trusting you and your word. And let us see the change in our own life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.